Rogers scores! There's scenes here at Perry Park! Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent it. Welcome back to the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. The full contingent is in the studio for episode 46. That full contingent being Angus Bryan and Finn Morton. How are we, gentlemen? <laughs> Thought you forgot my name for a second. I, know, there. I was like, um, that pause wasn't good. The one opposite me. Yeah, that, yeah that's that, who you are. That, that guy there, that Chief. One. Just that call me Chief, Chief or, or Champ. Yeah, Actually, Muscles. Oh. Actually, I am Finn. I'm good, thank you very much, by the way. Uh, mm. I, I didn't ask if any guy. of you were fine, to be honest. You did. You said, how are we? Yeah. And I'm saying I'm good. Fair play. Keep okay. going. Continue. <laughs> Let's keep rolling. Um, I was a big champ guy in grade 10, actually. Oh, we know oh. this, mate. Yeah, yeah. We I know used this, to call pal. people champ. And then, yeah, a few weeks ago, I got champed. I got called champ. And you know what, Gusman? It stings. It mm. does. It does. I, I, I don't know what's worse. Champ or chief. Pal. Sport. Pal's another. I, sport. Oh, no, that's buddy. that's what like Sport's a. Sport's bad. Blunt that's object. what an older Blunt guy object. would call you. Sport. I got um, buddied at work the other day. Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah, I was in my chair and I went, Buddy, <laughs> I was like, oh. That I mean, hurts. it's obvious they forgot your name. Yeah, obviously. Buddy. I've only been working there for seven months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that that that's exactly what I do. Like, I'd know someone for like seven months working with them, and mm. I'd forget their name like straight away. Well, it I depends where you're working. No wait, let's well, see where this goes. Like, home, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, well, I mean, I forgot. I forgot their name. I, I, I forgot their name, so funny. I can't bring them up. They're actually, yeah, they're safe from this because I actually don't know their you name. Just, you just don't have enough RAM. No, wait, here we no, go. I don't. <laughs> just no, literally, it's You've just run out of storage. Yeah, it's just not important to me, so I just wow. forget about it. Wow. Well, I hope if, yeah, if you you're could no, probably recite the 2012 like NRL Grand Final. Yeah, probably. But I hope to dear life that they're not one of the faithful oh. watching this podcast Ugh. on this Would be Friday awkward. evening. So, if you've ever worked with Gus. Could Watch be out. You. Could uh, be you. Follow up. If you've ever I been th- chiefed by Gus. Yeah. Or champed. Or <laughs> weaponed. Yeah. Or buddied. Or pal. Yeah. Anyway, boys, we could chat about this all day. Or let's chat about... <laughs> we could chat could about we? demeaning I, nicknames for yes, people. Yes, we could. We could, because I think we can ramble. That's what we do. I think it's a very become, boring topic. Of, uh, of, I think it's relatable. It, it is. It's yeah. relatable. People get it. People exactly. want to feel included. You know, if there's anyway, a fourth, champions, yeah. let's okay. move on. Yeah, yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. Boys, um, footy's coming back this weekend. Well, it came back yesterday. Truth be told, we're recording on a Thursday. Oh, uh, don't tell anyone. Richmond play the pies in about okay, an hour. But let's uh, let's uh, react to both situations, yes. Campbell and Gusman. So, okay. Situation A. Mm-hmm. Man, how did the Pies go last night? Wouldn't oh, upset. You know, Pies, you know, you thought they'd get it done, but, you know, you no, got to... No, 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 I'm saying the Pies won this. Yeah, they got it done. What they, an upset. They got it done, okay. You know, well, so how about those Pies? The Tigers are out now. Reigning premiers. Flag favourites. Oh, no doubt. And the Pies just came up, and they did what they did without Mason Cox, Gasman. Exactly. Nothing better than a 4-20 and 20 Pie. <laughs> That anyway. is the worst. Yeah, that's terrible. See that's you guys. All right. we, yeah, that, see you later, mate. Yeah. Joke. Ah. We are not letting you commentate anything. There, there's your Fox Sports reel right there. Yeah, they exactly. go. Um, Done. <laughs> anyway, moving Never on. Never going to be that. on Fletch and Hindy with that kind of material. I think that's you will shocking. be. That's actually good content, though. Uh, moving mm. on from whatever that was as quick yeah. as possible, though, boys. Um, I am very, very keen for footy oh, to come back. I, I know so you are excited. too. CJ, CJ, before the season starts, not yeah. including, of course, the game that was that at the moment hasn't happened. Isn't? Hmm. Who's the flag favourite and why? Hmm. Don't say the Bulldogs or... No, no, Bulldogs aren't. Uh, I'm not a biased <laughs> fan like you. Yellow uh, and black. Um, yellow and black. I, I, can, I can be biased when my team is by far the best in the comp. Oh, by yeah. far, by far. What, what shirt are you wearing, by the way? Uh, Eastern Suburbs. Okay, so this was 1975. So we won... 1974 and 1975, back-to-back premiers back then. And then we didn't win for another 
25 years. Mm. We can anyway. chat, about, we chat about league later. Yes. This is you footy. This is footy time because we are, of course, well, we spoke yes. to Tuke Miller. We'll uh, bridge into that in a second. We but will. at the moment, CJ, yes. Tigerland. Yes, the boys from Punt Anyone Road. Anyone stopping the men from Punt Road? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they're clear favourites. I mean, you know, you look at the Geelongs. Yep. Could be a shout. You know, you look at, you, you mentioned Collingwood before, they're a shout as well. Outside of that, I don't think GWS are going to be very no, good this I season. Uh, they lost a Johnny Patton. So it's a it's, very, it's, I don't know, it's well, not a very tight, there's probably three teams that could do it. Look, I the mean, weird thing about this season, sorry, Gusman, yeah. the weird mm. thing about this season, of course, it being slightly shorter, is the fact that teams, even like the Doggies, mm. now don't don't cry, don't cry, but they are traditionally a team who gains momentum mm-hmm. and peaks at the right time of the season and tends to sneak in with mm-hmm. a seventh seed spot. Yes. Normally. Yeah, we're not usually not that dominant. No, not during the season, not. No. Yeah, not when teams, you know, they're not a team as you know, that contest for a minor premiership or a top four spot. Normally. No, Normally, no, CJ, no, it's not, okay. This could be different. It could be different, yeah. Desmond. But basically, what I'm trying to say is it yes. couldn't be a tough season for the doggies. It would. And they're already 1 0 down. You know, they lost, the, they had a terrible performance in round one um, a few months ago against, that sounds weird to say, mm. but um, against the players we mentioned before, the Magpies. Um, they. Got played off the park. They got thumped, didn't they? They got absolutely thumped. Yeah. It was not a good showing, but hey, maybe the time off has given them a little bit of a kick up the behind. Who knows? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, the, to me, there's three teams. And, you know, the f- form that the... I mean, today's going to... Well, to me, yeah, today's going to be a telling game. Obviously, the listeners at home will already know who's won in that what could be a grand final game. Mm. Well, it's the best game that could possibly start the season. And and I think yeah. they've done that well, on I, purpose. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think both codes have done this. It's less of a draw more of a TV schedule. Yeah. They're trying to get fit all these really great games into the season as quickly mm. as they can. What I was going to say is it is definitely Richmond's golden era right now. They've won three of the last oh, yeah. four, was it? Two of the last or three. Two of the last two three, last sorry. Three, yeah. um, I definitely expect at least another one or two in yeah. the next yeah, two or three yeah, it's years. It's a dynasty at the moment. Yeah. Sorry to butt in, Gusman, uh, but the loss of Alex Rance, of course, at the end mm. of last season, that is such a big out, but I think what we saw last season is that they can they make do. Yeah, mm. they had a debutante in the grand final Marlon and he smashed it. And they nearly so got they best have, on They have depth. They do. They, yeah. uh, they won Didn't the VFL, VFL as well, yeah, exactly. which is quite common for a premiership team. Um, Bulldog, Bulldogs in 2016 won the VFL and that AFL, so it's not uncommon mm. because usually it means you don't have that many injuries, um, which obviously strengthens your VFL. You don't need to pull guys from the VFL, put them in the AFL. Well, I mean, we mentioned this about the Lions as well, how they had That's a exactly lack of injuries right, and they killed it in the Neeful best side ever. Oh, yeah. And they killed the it in the AFL side. as well. Yeah. So exactly. I, I doubt they'll replicate that this year, but Mate, they mm. never hand, know. They go hand in hand now, boys. Yeah. Cast your mind back a few months again, mm. CJ. You, uh, you said it's a bit weird to do this, but mm. a few months ago, we cast our season predictions. We did. And for me, looking back at mine or thinking back on mine, I said I think St. Kilda might sneak into the eight. Now, again, yeah. how does this shortened season affect a team like that? St. Kilda, mm. Carlton, mm. Uh, Hawthorne. Yeah. You know, teams who, you know, they're there or thereabouts, but... It's all about peaking at the right time, and do you think they can do that, mate? Yeah, uh, I think they can. I think St Kilda are a fantastic team. And what I actually think this shortened season might do is favour older squads um, because you don't need to play, you know, a 22-round season um, or whatever it is. You can only, you only have to play 17 games. which it's is 22, a, normally 17 now. Yeah, right? exactly. So you don't need to, you know, there's, a, there's less games played, you know. You may play 22 
up to the final. That's what I mean. Or, you, does, or like does, 20 games. How does experience come into that? Because we saw last season even mm-hmm. Fremantle. Yep. I think they started oh, in they fantastic form, Gusman. Mm. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. Were, but they were dreadful over the course of the season. Over the course of the season, yes. Mm. But I think they started with three wins from four games. Something like that. Don't yeah. at me faithful. Mm. But it was something like that. Now, a team like that who is young, who is vibrant, excited. Mm. Mate, could they get some runs on the board? And with it being a shortened season, mm-hmm. that could almost be enough. Well, well do you, Not three wins. I'm not mm. saying that, but you know what I mean? Like, no. Well, I think Fremantle's and se- I don't think they're... 17 <laughs> games? Yeah. You probably only have to win eight or nine. Well, do, yeah. yeah. Do, do you think that this shortened season gives a leg up to maybe the weaker sides that are probably on the fringe of playing finals? Because I guess the better sides will have less time to, you know... Mm. You know Look, Put more points on it's a, other teams, if that makes sense. It's a bit of a clear... Yeah, Widen the gap. I get what you mean. The percentage is going to play a key part of this season, yeah. I would say, um, as it always does. But I think especially in a shorter a shorter competition where we're going to see, um, obviously, less wins than we usually would, uh, obviously, comparatively. Um, but no, I don't know how it's going to... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I do think it'll favour, actually, older teams because okay. it'll be less of a toll on the body than a usual season. Um, and potentially less injuries for those older players. Do you agree or disagree? I still think a 17-round competition is quite long. I, mm. I still... Yeah, but that's, but it's that's shorter one, in comparison. That's one, uh, one match against each team, right? Yep. It is, isn't Round it? Robin. 18 teams. I can understand mm-hmm. how that would work in the older team's favour, but I, mm. re- when, it, when it comes down to it, the, oh, it's still the, a long the, season. the better sides are still going to... Oh, create no, but those fringe teams that between if I'm going to pick a very that, young yeah, that's side the interesting part of it. That's the interesting part of it because there'll be a lot more sides around that um, at eight, eight spot. spot. That that'll be the true drama of this well, season. That, that's I think. exactly what I mean. I think, as you said before, CJ, mm. we've got the teams who are without a Our doubt favorites. You know, going to you know be there at the business end of the season. You know, your yeah. Collingwoods, your Geelongs, and your Richmond Tigers. But it's all about, you know, your Saints, mm. your Hawthorns. Yeah, your Saints doggies. and Hawthorns are you the know, ones. Those teams who really do contest for that eighth seed, and that's just, it's going to be so much drama. It's yeah. going to be great to see, but basically it's an old cliche in English football, but every game is a six-pointer yep. or an mm. eight-pointer in the case of eight the pointer, AFL, yeah. where every game matters. You yep. drop one game, and boys, that could dictate your season, but I personally can't wait. Again, at the time of recording... Round two starts tonight. Probably uh, in an hour or so, I'd say. About an hour. Mm. So yeah, why to give it away? I know, I know. Sorry, mate. But one team that I think will improve this year, the Gold Coast Suns. Mm. Why? Because I've got Toot Miller and we interviewed him this week. <laughs> that is <laughs> No, fair. I genuinely do think they will improve. You know, they can't be going on forever. They also had the number one and two pick this year who seem like great prospects. And, you know, we may have talked to Toot about that in the interview. Um, and he says they're footy nuffies. Um, mm. It's pretty much the sentiment. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty good for a team that maybe haven't had enough footy nuffies in the past. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the interview. So yes. so I will be disappearing off off your off your screen. Exactly. But You're about to see I, Finn. I heard, it, I heard it was a great interview, so everyone should stick around and check it out. So we're here today with Toop Miller from the Gold Coast Suns. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, to be honest here. Things yeah. are... On, on the way up now we're going back to footy yeah what's it been like you know out of footy you know you've been it's kind of an extended preseason for you guys how's it been up there um yeah when you say it's an extended preseason it's probably not ideal but mm. um we yeah it's been good mate to be fair like um the gold coast out of all places is probably the best place to be when you're in isolation um we yeah the off-season part we kind of i've trained we had a training program for 
the almost two month period. Um, and in between that, I played golf and surfed pretty much every day. So it wasn't so bad for my end, but um, I think, yeah, the, the training block that we had to do was pretty much like an off season program uh, that we'd normally get given. So uh, yeah, boys came back fit, which is really good. So yeah, that's good to hear. I, I was writing an article the other day and I read that part of your coaching staff has now put a large emphasis on fitness and, you know, being the fittest team out there. Um, how are you guys going about that in Corona and how is the kind of team directing you to do that? Everyone's trying to be AFL ready. And I know that that's what we're trying to do um, as best we can. But um, yeah, I think the off season program that we're given gave us the best opportunity to, to roll out um, straight into training. Um, so we, the training that we did, you know, consisted of a lot of running that you could do within, within two people. Um, and then likewise with, our gym where pretty much everyone had home gym setups as well. So um, they gave us all the gym equipment from the club, which was really good. Um, and then, yeah, the, the program that they built and designed was purely so when we got back to training full groups that we could go straight into into footy stuff. And, yeah, now we're, we're into it. We played a practice match on Friday night, which was really cool. So um, that was good to actually get a, a nice little hit out and blow a few cobwebs out. But, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the direction we've been taking is just really footy, footy approach. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, what you mentioned before, uh, you mentioned the eight, you know, making the eight. What are the Gold Coast Suns, what are your guys' goals for this season? If you were to say, you know, obviously maybe not the most success in the past, how are you guys moving forward and what's your aim for this season? Um, Oh, I mean, everyone's aim is obviously the ultimate goal, but I think um, in realistic terms, we we need to probably strive for, um, you know, at least in that top eight. Um, I think that um, we've got, massive upside in the team that we're building and um you know we've been working under Stewie for a couple of years now and we're working with the game plan so there's probably enough blokes inside the four walls that have an understanding of the direction we want to take the club and the culture that we want to drive um and I think that he's doing a great job of that and now we've got some young players and a lot of players that have committed to the club we can kind of look more to what we're going to do as a full team together rather than trying to hang on to people and um, where people are going to go and not who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. So um, I think for us, yeah, going into this year, um, take out the, our, our run, round one performance against Port, but I think that we, we've really set ourselves up well um, in day out. So, um, yeah, we're, we're super keen to, to have a crack and hopefully, yeah, finals is definitely definitely the key one. Yeah, and you mentioned before kind of player attention of who's going to be here. You guys have kind of focused at the front office of kind of put an emphasis on player attention and you know, bringing in some experienced names, how important do you think that's been to, you know, having the consistency across the squad and across the board? Yeah, it's huge, mate. I think mean, we had uh, 20 blokes last year. Um, you, you think about the blokes that they've got, you know, 10 plus players who've probably played 150 games together um, and you can't really buy that experience. So um, it's just a matter of us, you know, making sure that we can retain players and blokes want to be up here. Um, you don't want to have blokes that, you know, are kind of here for a little bit, not really putting everything into it, and then they think they're going to go home. So um, you want blokes that want to be here and, you know, want to play for the club and, and earn their stripes and, you know, have respect for the community and, and what we're trying to achieve. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is huge. And like I said before, it's not something that happens tomorrow. You have to just stick together um, and execute as a team as long as you can. Mate, what about some of the younger guys who have come in, you know, such as, um, you know, Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson? How have they settled in this year and how can they guide the Gold Coast Suns to future, future successes? Uh, yeah, they're unreal. Um, you probably couldn't have asked for 
better pickups to be honest with you between those between those two boys especially like they honestly mate they're absolute footy heads it's so funny especially Matty Rao he's um boffin yeah he's well, he's one of a kind mate he's um he he loves it I think he still sleeps with his footies if I'm not mistaken <laughs> but um she got a Sharon in bed with him See, that, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that's, that's why I'm not elite because I think I stopped doing that when I was eight so, yeah that's, that's, that's the reason not my height. <laughs> not the height. <laughs> Sam Flanders, too. He's been pretty good. No, he's um. So he had a bit of a rocky preseason, um, yeah. which was unfortunate. But he played on Friday night and finally got up and running. And yeah, honestly, really promising. Him between him and Jeremy Sharp as well. Um, mm. Super promising. They. Uh, but yeah, like I said, all the boys that have come in, they've settled really nicely. Um, they're finding their niche amongst the club. Um, they're earning their stripes on the field, which is a really good example of blokes that want to put their head down and work hard. Um, and that's what they've been doing. Um, no complaints. There's no egos. Um, and that's you know, more than you can ask for. Yeah. And was that an internal game? The other was a kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was like a, it's like a practice match within a training session, if that makes sense. But yeah. we set it up. So we played Friday night um, under lights to replicate our first game against all first couple games with West Coast with Rio. So. Yeah. Well, well, let's chat about those games, mate. How excited are you? Footy is back this weekend. Uh, mate, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, mate, absolutely stoked. Um, I was talking to some of the boys um, uh, yesterday about it, just how keen we are to play football like, and just be out there under lights or, you know, just game day material. Like, we had a bit of a taste for it Friday when you're driving to the stadium and the lights are on and I know there's no crowd, but, you know, you still get that little buzz about, Mm. You know, when you get to a stadium ready to play, um, you know, carving up for a game day, like things like that, it's really <laughs> small things. Like it just, I think you under, you, you underappreciate just how much you like that stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for it to kick off. I think everyone's probably in the same boat, fans and all. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, we're really looking forward to, to seeing when it comes around. No fans, that was something that was quite uh, weird, I guess, earlier in the season. But uh, how did you find that? I guess playing in front of no fans and now how did that change the atmosphere or how you went about it? Um, it's not too fair. It's like playing a practice match or a trial game um, yeah. in terms of that type of atmosphere. Just you can hear all the blokes on the field. Um, yeah. You know, the, everyone who's talking it echoes off the walls and it bounces through the stadium. So, um, you know, I think once the ball gets bounced, I find that like you're playing footy again. It's no different than playing local footy or um, wherever you are. Um, once the ball goes up, you kind of just focus on what's what's in front of you. So, um, I mean, you do lose the the touch of like, you know, big crowds when they make noise about holding the ball, umpire's decisions, <laughs> or, you know, when someone's getting chased down like that, that it does get you up and going. But, um, you know, we, it's kind of out of our control, that part of it. And um, I'm sure they will be back in the game soon, but I'm glad we're at least still playing. Yeah, for sure. And you, you don't have a date for the Q Clash this year yet. Um, you're looking forward to it. I know it's a, always a fun one for you with a certain captain on the other side. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. I'm, uh, I think I said the other day to, on this live chat about that was the game I was looking forward to the most. Um, you know, Brisbane did really well last year. And to their credit, they kind of got over the hump, which is, which is good for them. But, um, yeah, the Q Clash is, I love them. But definitely just something I look forward to on the calendar every year. Um, and yeah, you know the the run-ins I've had with Zorka have been have been fun, but I could be a little bit less hated if there's no crowd out there. So yeah, um, not too much to to spike it, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, how did that start with you and the kind of mini feud going on between you and Zorka? How did that start? 
Oh, is um, I I just uh, three years ago maybe now I think we like we had a Q Clash game against him and yeah I just got my role was to tag him and um just take him out of the game and um I'd had a few tagging roles in the past but probably not a heavy heavy tag and yeah I got given the role and um you know I like to think that I executed it pretty well the first time and on him and you know he hated it (laughs) (laughs) he made his life hell um you know there was a lot of words exchanged between us and probably some dirty stuff under the you know under the jumpers that was getting done but um it's all part of it um and then I think it was just probably unfortunate that at the end he got caught on camera doing something a bit unsportsmanlike and it backfired on him so um you know don't really take anything away from him he's a great player but um yeah probably put a bit of a sour note on it and then yeah. made it for, for good hype and good TV, which is part of it sometimes. But, um, yeah, and pretty much ever since, looks forward to the battle with him. Um, and, yeah, like, hopefully I can get the wood over him over time. <laughs> Let's hope so. And, you know, how have you found the AFL has maybe been a little bit slower than other codes, namely the NRL. How have you found their response to, you know, getting the season back on track? Um, I think they've done a really good job, to be honest with you. I... It's funny, like a lot of people complain, a lot of people, you know, make comments about what's happened, but given the circumstances, um, there's something that's never happened before and how quickly they have to turn things around. I mean, even in, like with the clubs having to, you know, do off-season programs and um, all the logistical stuff that has to go around that um, I don't think people understand just how hard it would be to make sure the season kicks off. Um, I'm just glad that we're back playing. And I honestly thought we wouldn't have been playing until like August maybe yeah. September. Um, and the fact that we're playing now is, is just a, an absolute bonus. But yeah, I think the AFL has handled it well. I mean, you know, the, the rulings are having at the moment with the, um, the restrictions are probably, you know, a bit hard to get your head around. But And there's probably a lot of loopholes. But um, I think you just got to bite the bullet. It's not going to be like this forever. Um, just try to do it as best you can. I think they've, they've tried to make guidelines that are easier to follow. Um, and, you know, have as less speed bumps as possible. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly think they've done a great job. But what about, you know, people are talking about the fact it's a shortened season and things are a bit different, that this season, you know, doesn't really count, that it is almost a bit of a game. <laughs> Mate, do you buy into that or is a flag a flag? No, nah, flag a flag. We're going to play 17 rounds um, of football um, and everyone's going to obviously get to play each other once and everyone's in the same boat. It's not like one team had harder restrictions than the other teams or, um, you know, everyone's in the same boat. So I think that because of that, it almost just makes the, you know, the playing field fair. Um, and yeah, definitely not buying, in, buying into that. I'll tell you what, if we've got holding up the cup in, uh, in October, I won't be buying into that at all. <laughs> you'll go down with that one, but it's a bit of a weird one as well, because, you know, usually at the start of a season, you'll kind of plot out, Oh, who are we playing? Where are we playing? You get the full fixture. You're in a bit of a unique situation at the moment where you're only getting given, uh, what is it, like five-week chunks of fixtures? It's not oh, very... Yeah. yeah. How does that kind of affect your prep um, mm. for games and whatnot, you know, not being, not knowing who the next uh, opponents are? Um, to be fair, you don't really look that far ahead. So mm. I would say that, like, say with the coming games, um, we know that we're playing West Coast first, obviously, and then Fremantle... Um, Adelaide. Oh yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. So it's so it's rare that you would go. Oh yeah. Let's set up. Um. You know, structure or let's train for. I don't know two or three rounds ahead. Um. Mm. I think you'll find most teams they 
they obviously train their own game plan and then they just adjust their structure to um, the game ahead. So say, you know, we play West Coast, you know, we'll adjust a, few, adjust a few things for our game plan to make sure it tailors um, us against them. And then if, when we come up against Adelaide or Freo, we'll do the same that week. So, um, yeah, I think that it doesn't really matter in terms of the scheduling of who you're playing. But I think the only thing that would differ is the, um, the travel um, and the logistical stuff. So I know if we're going to West Coast or, you know, we're going to Darwin or something somewhere different where the logistically it, it um, can change a team and um, that probably has bigger impact. But yeah, majority of the time, it really is just uh, you play week to week, focus on what the week ahead. Well, you mentioned West Coast, mate. They're relocating to the Gold Coast with a few other teams as well. Are you comfortable sharing the region? <laughs> um, well, they couldn't have picked a better spot to come and travel to, to be fair, like to, to spend a half. But, <laughs> hey, I hope um, we're going to pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if I was picking anywhere in the, in the country, Gold Coast would be probably top of my list. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they. I don't, I don't think they're using too many of our facilities. I think they might be using our ovals a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. But as far as I know, our gyms and stuff, um, they got to stay clear. So that's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, yeah, like I said, they, they probably picked a good spot to come and spend three weeks as in a hub. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, the AFL, they had to do it. And we mentioned it before about how the AFL responded to all this, but it's such a nationwide competition that if they didn't do this, the AFL doesn't go ahead. So Yes, plaudits to Gil McLaughlin, of course. Yeah, the goat has to be said. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, culture is a big thing for the Gold Coast Suns in the past, and you know, a lot of there's been a lot of questions about it. How have the management, and obviously, you've stepped into the vice captaincy role over the past, I think it was the start of 2019 season, um, or even more recently than that. Um, how have how have you, as a leader and the club, addressed some potential culture issues in the past? Um, yeah, that's a good question. We, we've obviously, like you probably mentioned, is we've had a quite a few culture issues over time since I've been in the club. We have. Um, I mean, I look back at the club now, and since I've since I've been there, I reckon there's only like seven players left um, on the list that um, were there when I first arrived at the club. So, um, I, I guess there's probably says something in the list turnaround. Um, you know, some blokes left on their own accord. Some blokes got filtered out um, and I think all of the above probably needed to happen. Um, you could borderline call it a rebuild to, to some degree of how we've gone about it. Um, but, you know, I've been in the leadership team, I think this is my fourth year, I think, um, fourth or fifth year. And, um, yeah, I mean, the amount of leadership meetings and culture meetings that I've sat through um, <laughs> to, to find what we think works for the team and what's going to work for, you know, the whole entire club. Um, has been huge and I think even now we're probably we're still working on it um, and I think you'll find every team is the same um, but uh, in terms of building a culture that um, when people come to the club especially younger blokes that understand what's required of them when they you know put the jersey on and when they step foot in the club um, what's required of them around the club so um, you know we've been working hard with um, with Cliff Mallet who works with us in the as a leadership group um, our psychologist head coach, um, John Haynes, um, you know, high performance to make sure that we can combine everything together as best we can to make sure that you know, everyone you know, is following, following protocol in the club and enjoying themselves and likes what they're doing up on the Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, a, it's probably going to be a forever-ending, uh, never-ending uh, process. But at the moment, uh, yeah, I think we're doing a good job of trying to build it. 
Well, is it because the Gold Coast is ultimately, I guess, a holiday destination that when you have these younger players coming up, that it's harder to kind of keep them focused on footy? Do you think that's the issue or what's um, the leading contributor here? Potentially, uh, potentially earlier on, but that's probably hard for me to speak because I wasn't there um, the whole time. But I think our attitudes definitely changed. Um, I, I think over time, like, you know, depending on who's in leadership roles and, you know, who's directing the club at the time, probably has a big say on the direction of the club and the younger players and their, their attitude towards training, off-field um, preparation, how they do the recovery. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to guide is we're trying to guide the young players um, rather than thinking, you know, in my off time, I can do whatever I want. It's more about, um, you know, how can I best prepare my body and become an elite athlete going forward um, and, like, do it yourself rather than relying on everyone else to do it for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's probably hard to, to pin exactly one thing, but um, I think we're getting a better, um, a better run and a better look at blokes who are younger. Um, having the ability to look after themselves and drive their own careers. Yeah, you guys are certainly on the right path. And we hope you, well, we wish you all the best for the upcoming season. 2020, weird season, but we wish you all the best. Thank you very much for joining us, Duke. Thanks, no Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Appreciate mate. it. And thank you very much to Toot Miller for having a chat with us on his weekend, taking time out of his busy Sunday. Busy Sunday. And in mm. case you didn't already know, we don't record this all at the same time. Spoiler Evident word. by the fact that Gus is now here <laughs> yeah. and we are wearing just, different things. I might be wearing the same thing, actually. That's pretty sad, yeah. pal. Uh, hey, Toot, mate, coming from you, I think we've seen <laughs> 90% of these episodes are you with a Patriots jersey. He's wearing like a, a Christmas sweater today. I like it's it, not though. a Christmas sweater. I like well, it. It's a, it's a hand-me-down from Sir Bobbeth. Sir Bobbeth, yeah. the great Saint Bobbeth, actually. I hope he's not still listening because <laughs> I so, whenever too. I call him out, like last week I spoke, mm. spoke about his TikTok addiction, uh, he mentioned that, he pulled me up at home and said, mm. so mate, you're using me for content now. And I said, you know, all great stand-up comedians, yeah. you know, use their family for for content. Yeah, so, he spoke so to me I. about it the other day when I was over at yours, when we were going to the interview. Yep. And uh, I think he got down on one knee in the uh, <laughs> shirt that you're in the jumper that he married or that he proposed to your mum in. Oh, and classic cool. Bobby getting some laughs from the crowd, aka <laughs> Jessica Morton. But um, she, he's truly Scotty and the Ninjas, that uh, uh, Sir Bobbit. But anyway, um, the first anyway. thing I said to you was new jumper. So yeah. that just shows your uh, enthusiasm for the New England Patriots. But anyway, we spoke a bit of footy with two from a team mm. that Again, maybe a haven't had success. It's in a the team who's struggled in the past, but yes. I guess it was quite interesting to speak to him mm. uh, because he's part of that leadership team, obviously, the vice yes. captain. And he really spoke quite passionately and quite assertive in a way about the fact that, you know, the tide's going to change yeah. for the Gold Coast Suns. And what we've seen in the past isn't necessarily going to be the future yeah. for that franchise. You know, they've got some great kids coming through the ranks, obviously the draftees, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully the future is changing. I think for the sake of Gold Coast sport, mm. CJ, it needs to. Oh, yeah. But Gusman, will it? Uh, honestly, I don't see it happening. In in, in the next probably, uh, in recent times like mm. maybe maybe give it five years when they establish some good I don't, players they don't have, they I don't don't have, five, they have years. five years i think tasmania are knocking at the door yeah well um, then it's goodbye Golco sons well, oh, i think because they, george michael said you got to have faith boys <laughs> they you do have faith they do have another afl complimentary pick next year mm -hmm. so i think they do have the first pick regardless of, of if they were to win the flag this season so see again, i when i don't team, understand that it's just it, because they're that shit but when yeah but when a team's getting handouts gusman you know, that's what is their that? Last leg. That's not your last legs, to be honest. That should be your time's up. 
Because that's that, too think, late. I think that's really unfair yeah. been, to be giving good draft picks just because they're that terrible. Yeah, I mean, they already get that's one. That's the whole point. Of yeah, I know, but they, but, 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 when, but when they get more than they probably deserve. Mm. Well, well the, league, the league overall does not benefit from having a bad team in the league. It doesn't. They do not. So they want to make their product better overall. So I understand that. They how's want it fair to, to other clubs, though? When you're not, when, they're, they're, when they're you're the second, winning, lo- when you're the, when you're the Sydney Swans, are the Sydney Swans getting any handouts? No, you guys are decent. You guys are. Well, I mean, they've been, they they, they, they've been pretty, well. they've been pretty bad over the last, I guess. They were in the premiership. Few years. They were in the grand final in 2016. Boys, yeah. you guys are forgetting the most, well, the driving factor in all these discussions, mm. and that's the fact that the Gold Coast, because it doesn't work mm. in other sporting environments, it is still an un- untapped market. Mm-hmm. So to speak. So the AFL, they're going. We need to make this work because if it works and rugby league continues to not, mm. then AFL it's going to be a Gold is Coast the Gold is, Coast sport. To be fair though, the Gold Coast is already like quite an AFL heavy it, it is, mate, area. Like again, they have clubs scattered all throughout there in the QAFL, um, and you know they should have a fan base. But I don't know, it doesn't work. But I mean, if they, it, I think if AFL and league don't work there, I still think we may see a BBL team there in the future. We won't. No, I don't think, uh, no. I don't know. Sorry, no, CJ, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. But one team that currently is not having a good season, not mm. having much success, from our hometown, not really our hometown, none of us were born here, but we live yeah. here now. We're, we're, we yeah, are Isn't that crazy? None of, none of us were actually born here. No, we weren't, but we talk yeah. about Brisbane sport and Queensland sport the most. Let's what's get the, on with it. What's the, Brisbane Broncos. What's, what's, the, um, what's the term for someone who's from Brisbane? Yeah, Brisbaneites, Brisneylanders. We've spoken about. Yes. Oh, true, that's my thing. That's I haven't said. I haven't said Disney. Uh, not Brisneyland in a few weeks. Speaking of Disney, NBA. Yeah, mate, that's that's whack. But that actually, we can so chat wack. about that in a bit. But yeah, let's talk Broncos mm. first and foremost. Gasman, ha 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 ha. This is so funny. I'm not laughing at you. I'm yeah. laughing with you, boys. Because even though we are from Brisbane and we want to mm. see yes, the Broncos do well, obviously, Sydney Roosters fan, Warriors fan. Doesn't really give a toss about mm. rugby league. Bit Let's of a Melbourne Storm Cowboys fan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's winning and whoever my friends play for. Because I went to Brisbane. Mate, grandma. mate, mate <laughs> my granddad played for the North Queensland Cowboys darts <laughs> team. Really? Wait, <laughs> yep. darts? Yeah. You but, know how they have like you know how you have the clubhouse like the um the Broncos have their one in Red Hill and stuff yeah. like that. Cowboys have the same thing. And so they have all the old farts playing darts and they had a team oh, I, think I got given darts one of, with a Cowboys logo on them uh, one of my um, I'm from Melbourne so. one of my family members I can't remember his name but he's must be a great family member he's like one of yeah <laughs> Chip Chip was his name Chip, that's, that's what we that's call it. a callback Chief. in the industry boys Chief, Chief. yeah uh, Chief Chief but, Brian yeah so Chief Brian he was um <laughs> He, I think right now he's like the best, one of the best lawn bowl. You've spoken to me about lawn this. bowlers. Is it lawn bowlers? Yeah, he's from Rocky. Mm. Uh, big guy. If I'm gonna mm. be, if I I'm gonna he be honest. A darts but, player. Uh, no, uh, I'm pretty sure he's lawn bowls. Uh, mm. But yeah, you know I mean, but I mean, he might be darts. Might so be well darts. Um, when, you, when you visited like, Rockhampton, you what, I mean, you, it, left no, the, oh. you left the function yeah. to sit in your car with your brother and watch World War Two in color. Yeah, we, Look, did. Look, we wait, did. Sorry, Gusman, I will butt in, Matt, and I will say this. Get your story straight, and then we'll come back to you. I'm pretty sure... No, I, now that you're saying it, it's I'm pretty darts. sure it is darts. Okay. How do I know um, your family better than you do? <laughs> yeah. His name's Steve. No, I did, I did tell... <laughs> His name's Steve Gilbert. I did, <laughs> no. I did tell you... Gil- I, I did tell you before, mm. um, but, yeah, you don't need a great figure to, to be a, no. a good darts Actually, sorry, darts I will, will butt in. So, I, he, he, you know, he, he, he sinks, the, sinks the bevies on a regular... Big lad, but mm. he's a good 
Thrower of the darts. Mm, we have some darts away in the smoker yeah. section too, yeah. I'd assume. Yeah. You have to be to be a professional darts exactly. player, Gusman. Mm. Actually, I would One just, of the uh, criteria. Exactly. I mm. would just, uh, wouldn't cog- think so. I wouldn't think it'd be that important over drinking and eating, the, yeah. the, the size some of these dart players get, honestly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, something uh, CJ did just say before we come back to the Broncos, because I promise you, Faithful, we are going to speak about the Broncos in mm. a hot second. But You've all been asking for it. No, because you mentioned Gilbert, and yes. I do just want to give a quick shout-out to Tom Gilbert, of course, friend of the podcast, I think episode 24, way back when. A bloke, mm-hmm. Both Campbell and I played with in under-10s yeah, and we've, in union and league. Our careers have just gone... Hey, I'm quite comfortable not being tackled by Jason Tamalolo every Tuesday training session. Yeah, you know, you know, so I'm yep. quite content with my decisions. I can live with that. But basically, uh, great to see Tom obviously make his debut. Uh, 100%. You know, way back when he spoke to Campbell and I, another interview. Actually, that Gusman wasn't yeah. there. But oh, well, you're not what? there for the Gilbert. That was one. in Rockhampton. He was in Rockhampton. Yeah, Rockhampton. Rockhampton. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it was really good because his his parents were also allowed to yes, go watch and the game. His girlfriend and his brother. Uh, yeah, yeah. Will. yeah. No, yeah. so again, great to see because again, way back when he spoke to CJ and I about the fact that you know that's where he wanted to get to. He mm. wanted to realise that dream of playing in the NRL, Gusman, but that he wasn't necessarily trying to rush it. No, mm. and he was trying to just you know do his work, do what he needed to do, but you know earn that honour when it'll it came. Come, yeah, and it'll come when it'll it's, come. It's come. I wouldn't say sooner than he expected because I, I think, think so. The expectation was that he would play, or the belief was that he would actually debut the season, yep. but. The fact that he's got the nod again this weekend to play my boys, the Warriors, down in Gosford on the Central Coast, mm, you know, good, good on him. I, mm. I definitely see the Cowboys uh, going to Tom Gilbert in the future and having him replace, possibly replace... Gavin uh, Cooper. No, Matt Scott. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Matt Scott. Yeah. He, he's... he's, as he's a prop? Yeah. You think Cam yeah. Gilbert is a prop? Okay. I mean, he's got the size. He yeah. um, He's definitely... He's played He's played prop before, I think. He has. Yeah. Super Cup. He, he spoke to us about Matt Scott in the interview, actually. He spoke yeah. about how he learns from them every every day. I, every I, really, I really think they might mould him into that uh, sort of position, give him that leadership role as well, one one club man. He's a very well-spoken. He is. Yeah. Like he, was, he was one of the best interviews I think we've done in terms yeah. of yeah. he was so willing to speak his mind yeah. and just be a good bloke to us because, again, he is a bloke that... We've known in the past, Long but he was still, again, very, very friendly and great to talk to. So, again, congratulations, Tom. Of course, there's another Cowboys deputant this weekend. Gusman, take it away. Yeah, Hamiso Fidel Tabau. Is that is that <laughs> Tabau Fidel? Tabau Fidel. Is he is he starting this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think see this. I saw Fox Hamiso. Sports. He's yeah. such a gun. I saw Fox Sports scored ten tries. Well, they in say he's quicker than the Fox. Yes, he, so, I remember Fox Sports saying, yeah, the new Fox when and, he debuted yeah. at the NRL 9s. I, I remember watching it. The first time I watched him was he came to BBC to play against us. Mm-hmm. I think he was in year he was 10. He was in year 11. Or, or was year it 11? 11? Yeah. And he just, like, he, he was uh, insane. He carved up. I remember. Kid, I was like, oh, my God, what am I watching? Yeah. It was, I mean, I remember watching Kalen Ponga a couple years earlier, and I yeah. was like, this is like the closest I've seen to He is a Kalen. freak. And he doesn't look fast. I was speaking to uh, Finn about this a few weeks ago um, because Double Take Sports posted a video yep. of his 10 tries in his year 11 that season. That was incredible. Where he makes players look like kids. And someone yep. actually commented on it, what year, What grade is this? Mm. Because they think it's uh, some player playing in like, you know, the thirds yeah. or something like yeah. that, just running right. And he absolutely, he, he doesn't look like he's running fast. Because his stride length is just incredibly long. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he does in his debut. I'm really excited He's for a that. He's a great player, mate. Great player, of course. Uh, way back at the Perth Nines earlier this season, mm. he uh, 
absolutely stole the show. That was arguably one of the faces of the tournament or the best place to come out of that tournament. But again, great grammar rugby coming through. Exactly. So it's the uh, grammar cowboys uh, Mm. playing against the Warriors Friday night, I think at the same time the podcast kicks off. So uh, feel free to check it out. Mute Vossi in the uh, Fox League commentators. (laughs) Put us on instead. Put us on. Fox Uh, Sports, bring us in. Exactly. Uh, No, boys. But anyway. Let's go back, like I promised before. <laughs> back to the Brisbane Broncos, of course, boys. They have absolutely the bed over the last few yeah, weeks. They've and done, as we say on the show, a Matt Renshaw. Yes, Basically, it's been yes. absolutely dreadful. I think if you mm. look at their last five games, Gusman, they've had three blowouts. Uh, well, namely, you go back to that uh, final down in... Bankwest Stadium against the Eels, <laughs> then of course round two against yeah. the Eels. They broke they broke three against the Eels again and mm. last weekend against your boys, the yeah. Chooks. Mate, well, they, they look like boys schoolboys playing against men. Well yeah, fifty nine nil, that's it says it all. That's I mean not good enough. Yeah, they've conceded now what is it, like over like ninety six or something, ninety five yeah, points to six this, yeah, last week. in the in the in the last two games. I mean mm. they got towed up by the Eels last week. And then, you know, th- you thought the Broncos might have been turning a corner. They got smashed. We remember what happened in the first week of the finals last year. They got yeah, smashed by the Eels, 58-0. Mm. And we thought, okay, well, that's terrible. Surely that's never going to happen again. Um, <laughs> first two rounds this year, they actually won both yeah. games. And we were like, good. oh, my God. I was thinking they could challenge for a premiership this year. Yeah, they looked good. And then coronavirus hit and they just haven't recovered. No. But I think it's like what we spoke about last week, Gusman, and that's the fact that the Brisbane Broncos – have this forward pack that doesn't suit the mod- the modern game anymore. Yeah, no. I just I want to make a mention of that. The forward pack for the Roosters, eight hundred and sixty NRL games of experience. Wow. The Broncos that's had eighty. Not, mate, that's not Yeesh. what I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's you relevant. mean the physique of the players? That's, is it's relevant. Different. I think. I think for feeders, not. Uh, really I know. I I think that fit. I think that is really important mm. it, for a forward pack. You need to have a balance of experienced players and good rookies. Mm. Or you're not you're not going to succeed as a forward pack. You mm. can't you can't expect to put all these young guys in and have them uh, square up against no. Jared Rear Hargraves. He's mm. been playing the game for ten years. Yeah, but mate, they played those most a majority of those eight hundred and sixty games were playing the old game of rugby league. Yeah. The last two rounds, and now, well, round three coming up this week, or round five, that's round three, since the rule change, uh, is a very different landscape of, of what rugby league is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This six-again rule, this rule change, players, like I said like I said last week, Matt Lodge, he's arguably he's significantly more less essential than what he was three Start months ago. Season, oh, but yeah. Mate, you, you can't buy experience right now. Yeah, the, the, if the Broncos had... If you're old enough. It's a different rule, mate. they're not mate. good enough. It's a different rule, mate. Yeah, but it's, it's not th- experience. The Broncos didn't have anyone on that side who was willing to stand up and say, okay, guys, we're... Yeah, in, a, in a shit, in a, a shit situation, there's a leadership here. problem. A I don't think problem. that, and I don't think that is the forwards' fault, and I don't think it's changed in the last few games. Yeah, how but, if there was a massive culture problem at the Broncos, and I can't think, well, I can't not think it has something to do with Wayno leaving. You know, we've seen it change, and you know, you have young players going to some tavern in New South Wales the night before a final game yeah. playing. Bloody Dragon Link, which I'll admit, yeah, very yeah, easy to yeah, do, yeah, till yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning. But And now we see it now that no one puts their hands up. They didn't speak to media after yeah. the game. All I'm saying, they got rid of Andrew McCulloch, who's had over yep. 300 games of NRL experience. They got rid of, can I just say, they got rid of James Roberts, over 150 games mm-hmm. of NRL experience. Cody Nicarima, he's had over 100 games of NRL experience. They pretty much clean shop as soon as Anthony Seabold came in. Mm. And now they're realising, oh my God, we don't have the depth of 
yeah. players that we need to succeed. We don't have the balance of experienced players who can help develop these younger guys mm. and create a team because you need that balance. Look, McCulloch, yeah, he, got wasn't, he wasn't in the first team plans anymore, mate. But again, no. what I'm trying to say is while experience is important, it's the versatility of these players that doesn't match where the game's headed. Mm. And they have some big outs, let's be honest. Um, Joe, what's his name? Offenheim That's the one. Mm. Um, David Fafita. Tony Staggs. To be fair, they are two players who could fit the modern game. Of yeah. Oh, yeah, Needing exactly. versatility. Because the Broncos, they got bullied yeah. through the middle last week. Let's let's not, you know... Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not beat yeah. around the bush. They got billet, uh, bullied up the middle, and that's where they ultimately lost. Mm. And that's because their forwards can't match the modern game. When these players come back, these Fafitas... Yeah. Sweet. They might be more adaptable. Not experience, 59 points difference. No, experience is important, think. but it's fitness and it's skill mm. that the Broncos are lacking. I do. Experience is a factor, yes, but it's not a leading factor to why the Brisbane Broncos lost 59-0 last weekend. I think it, it definitely played a part at the, uh, in, in terms of the scoreline. I mean, no, 59, maybe. most most teams, when they're getting toweled up at halftime and it's 29-0, they go, okay, We'll come back out in the second half. And the, the experienced guys, they stand up and they go, this is not good enough. We've got to come back in the I, second half. And we've got think, to put up. I don't think anyone went into halftime and went, All right, here let's, we go, boys. Let's see how yeah, we no, go. But the, the it's, it's the fact that the Broncos seemingly gave up. No, but no, I don't look, think they fact, did. I think the fact that they, they went into halftime at 29-0 and then they came out and they conceded another 30 points. Look, you cannot tell me that that side that, uh, mm. Went out on the weekend. You would. I. I didn't think they were going to get beaten fifty nine nil. They gave up. Mate, no, fitness. they would have been sprayed. They, they, they gave up completely, and it was because no, no one felt like they were accountable. Like guys like Anthony Milford, Darius Boyd, they're not standing up. Darius Boyd is not. They're the most experienced. But they're the most experienced guys on that side. Being experienced doesn't necessarily translate to leadership. It's fitness, mate. I think That's it's important, though. I definitely think. Experience well, you see, Darius Boyd is probably the most, if not the most, experienced player on that entire yeah, team. And he is the worst leader on that team. Yeah, I mean, da- someone who should be. Darius, yeah, Darius Boyd is just having a shocker. Yeah, so how's he? Exp- he's shit house. He, he should not he, be in that team. He's I think they need to experiment a little bit. They've got good players, young players. I mean, someone who sticks out of my mind, and it might just be just because he's a a uh, GPS boy. But Ethan Bullimore, he made his debut uh, at the start of this season. He's similar to no. Gilbert in a lot of ways. A bit more athletic, was, I'd say. Um, he was not boy. great on the weekend. It wasn't? Uh, on Thursday, yeah, last Look, Thursday. Mm. The Brisbane Broncos, was they, poor. they shouldn't mm. be blooding more young players. I think Gus, Gusman's right in that sense that they need to... They something should be hitting, needs to change. But something needs to change. Mm. But they need to be hitting the transfer market. Well, they've the brought yeah. Ben Teo in, who's yeah, exactly. just come but back from rugby union. Prodigal son. Yeah, look, that's I guess that's silly in itself. But I think last weekend the Broncos looked tired. Mm. And yeah. yes, after the game, no players fronted the media. That's culture problem. It's terrible. Okay, I 100% get that. No one wants to be accountable. Fans I've said, deserve better than I've that. I've been a big... No, I've been very much against Anthony Milford as a starting yep. or a leader within an NRL franchise. Mm-hmm. I think he's a playmaker, yes. A fullback for a mid, mid-table team, yes. Not a halfback for a, or a five-eight for a team who wants to contest for a premiership. Mm-hmm. He is not that. Brody yeah. Croft could be, but uh, he's not that yet. They need yeah. a experienced half, yes, but they need to get their skills up to standard, mate, because they looked buggered last week. And maybe the Roosters, maybe they were just uh, thriving off adrenaline. Let's let's not forget. I think the Roosters were absolutely outstanding. Again, I, they, they were, but that's a lot easier when yeah. you know the other team aren't playing. Yeah, mm. I, the, uh, for example, the Morris boys, mate, they oh, are just they are unbelievable. A well, yeah, season. you make you make a good point on Anthony Milford. I think as soon as the Broncos get rid of Anthony Milford, they're not going to. 
I, they, they've, they I know they just the re-signed mate. him. As, they the re-signed him as well. I think they have. So he's just he hasn't he hasn't showed up since 2015. No, the guy's just like he is the franchise though. Everyone loves him. The fans love him for the most part. Um, but yeah, I don't. Who, okay, I'll throw this to you guys who are probably maybe more experienced in the NRL sphere. Who realistically would you bring in one player? Who would you bring in to turn the tides at the Broncos? Blake I've, Green. I've thrown this to you without you knowing anything, but Blake, Blake Green. Green. And uh, why is that? Experience. He's played at a handful of clubs. I want to say it's about five, Gusman maybe. Uh, notably, he was you know he played at the Storm under Craig Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a bloke who knows how to lead a team, and for the most part, he's what stabilizes the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If he could, if Seabolt and Co could. You know, poach him from the Warriors. Deal, yeah. Then sweet, that's a great pick up. Otherwise, I'd go someone like Aiden C- Aiden Caesar, yeah, who's mm-hmm. obviously gone over to the Super League. Uh, Blake Austin as well, another yeah, yeah. very good player who's gone overseas. They need to tap into that. What the Raiders, Gusman, actually, what they've done very very well is they've looked at the Super League and half of their team, I swear, are English. Mm. Yeah, and they're absolutely leading that team. To be honest, they should contest for a premiership very closely. Oh, yeah. it's well, they were favourites this the year. Final, too. Yeah. It's them and the Eels, I think. They're the front runners at the moment. Obvi- obviously, Gusman, the Chooks will be there, thereabouts at the end of the season. But at the moment, it's the Raiders or the Eels is to lose. Well, the Raiders did lose to the Knights on the weekend. But mm. George Williams, isn't it? That's yeah, George half. Williams. He's, he was fantastic against the Storm two weeks ago. Yeah. Fantastic. If, if I was going to choose... So I can choose any half. Yeah, well, any player. doesn't have to be any a half. Player. Can be a forward. Well, I mean, if I was... I'll go Look half. Their issues. Who would you Well, they've got get. issues in the halves and they've okay. had it for ages. Okay, one player. I would bring in DCE. Yeah. Oh, but that's not going to happen. No, like... No, I know, but if no, I... if I, I was if, if there was a team, I think, player, I think there's definitely. There's I mean, no the guy, the guy's a Queenslander. No chance. No, but I think there's definitely. If they've stumped up the right right chance. amount of money, zero I, chance. It's either, I reckon either him or Cameron Munster. Mate, okay, yeah, let's just let's take a step they, back for a second. They are two not players. Munster, they're, they're franchise they're, players for their. They're franchise teams. players. Two players who, for starters, the Storm and Seagulls respectively wouldn't let those players go, at yeah. all. Uh, DCE, he's on mega money. At the I actually think he's taking. I think he was taking a pay cut at, to stay at Manly. Team friendly deal. So I, I, I was going move. off the fact that if I could choose no, anyone, look, no, okay. okay. So realistically, 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 yeah, it's probably going to be like an Aiden Caesar or someone like mm. that. But maybe sh- even Lachlan Lewis from the Bulldogs, um, mm. if yeah, you want to bring another young either. guy in. But honestly, if they could get, if, if honestly, the best thing for the Broncos is to get a Munster or a DCE. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the only but way I see them changing their their fortunes. So I will say the issue with that, and it's kind of the what's the Milford issue? Let's call it that. Yeah, that's what they kind of did, mate. They kind of went Milford, young, good play, exciting. We want him. Let's get him. We've got him. Mm-hmm. And then they put all their eggs in one basket. And now that he's starting to falter, so is the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Cameron Munster and DCE, while great players, Origin and Australia quality players, yep. cannot carry a franchise or a team. To a premiership, yeah, a team that has so much expectation. I, de- I definitely this think this isn't the Warriors. This isn't the Bulldogs. This is the Brisbane Broncos, biggest the team, team in Queensland. The team for the most part that has the biggest fan base in rugby uh, league. I, I think I think that's a little silly to say that DCE or Cameron Munster can't help them by themselves. To, I definitely think they would add no, a, a, if they sort out the halves for Brisbane. They've got the best forward pack in the game. Well, you you cannot argue. Can you cannot argue a better forward pack in the NRL right now? Right now than the uh, Broncos. Um, if they brought in a Munster mm-hmm. or a DCE who can unleash. 
those forwards, uh, those fringe forwards, and even, I mean, they'd have to bring a couple of backs in, but if they could unleash guys like Tony Staggs, yeah. they, that is a yeah. premiership side. If you bring a guy like Aiden Caesar in, I don't Look, see him changing much. Mm-hmm. He might, you might, it's probably more likely, but I don't see him changing much in comparison to a guy like DC. Aiden Caesar is arguably a bit too similar to Brodie Croft, but something yeah. I want to say to you, CJ, something that I just thought of yeah. is what's Gusman forgetting here? Um, it's really funny. What is it? Uh, Look at his shirt, and then think. Uh, lack of cocks in the building. The salary cap. Ah. Uh, if yeah, they bring nice. in DCE or Cameron Munster, there is no way in hell that they're hanging on to Joe Offer. Well, that, yeah. Uh, Payne Haas. Yeah. Exactly. You know, David Fafita. There's absolutely zero chance. Mate, they're going to have to let go of some of these players. Because they've screwed up their roster. Because they they've put too much money into they their have, forwards. They have. But to hang on to these players, they can't go after a DCE or a Cameron Munster. That's not possible. They could barely go after an Aiden Caesar. That's what I mean. Mm. So that's why... Get rid of Milford, and then they're going to have to... Then you free it up, and then you can no, probably go for a guy like DC. Still, still no I mean, Mil- Milford's on a million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, you get rid of him, and you get like, you trade him away, get some other... But you probably he, get one rid of, player is not going to... like You like, need, You probably get rid of a, uh, a, few, of a couple of forwards Maybe as well. some older... Maybe, maybe Flegler might catch a little no. bit of money somewhere else. Maybe mm. maybe you get rid of either Tavita or Payne Haas. Mm. I mean, I don't think they'll they're, get rid of Payne Haas. Tavita might. the best player. They're not going to, I think, because like you said, these that is... In theory, the best forward pack in rugby league. Yeah. Mm. But, so why let them go? Why not go? They're young. We've got them on three-year contracts or whatever they're on. Mm. Let's develop them. Let's see how far they can go, and then we can and release them. at that yeah. three-year you mark. Know? So, to be honest, I think DCE, Cameron Munster, incredibly unrealistic to the point where it's not even a thought, if I'm being honest. I think I think it's worth considering. It's, it won't. It won't. It's probably a, look, won't happen. Yeah. But it's definitely, if the Broncos were looking at it, they'd be like, those are the two guys no, that put, Cam, Cam Smith. We'd want to, to, maybe that's a. I mean, that could happen. <laughs> that is experience. If, that is the definition yeah. of experience. If, if, if like, he, he'd, 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 have, he'd have to take a pay cut. But um, Gusman, I think if I was playing rugby league live and mm. I was managing <laughs> the Broncos, would I go after a DCE? Yes, but that's because it's make believe. There is mm. no way in hell yeah. the the uh, Sea Eagles letting them go. Anyway, boys, I do want to touch on the Warriors as well, if you don't mind, please. Quickly, I'll give because, you two minutes. Ah, Warriors, how dare you? How dare you? First week, they won 18-0. How Great. dare you betray me? Play sad music, CJ, please. I will. No, no, no I'll know. play in post. <laughs> the tears How dare running you? down his eyes. How dare you? Um, first week, boys, they lost 18-0. Uh, they won 18-0 against the uh, luckless St. George Illawarra Dragons. Not much and of then, a bar set there. And then... <laughs> Go, son. And then week two, they got absolutely snotted by the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Gusman. I Without think Nathan was, Cleary. I think it was 28-0. 26, mate, yeah. 26. Mate, where to... Oh, God. For the New Zealand Warriors. I think you just never know what you're going to get. And that's been like that for years. The Warriors really should be a better side than they are. Should mm. be. I mean, come on. They're this the only New Zealand side. Right. They're the only New Zealand side. They really should be better better than what they are. They haven't They haven't done anything. They haven't won a premiership. They are in yet, the and they've been in the comp for 25 years. They are in the best breeding ground for rugby. As exactly. Eddie Jones said, I know it's rugby union, but as Eddie Jones said, they've got the three yeah. best academies Tonga, Fiji, and Samoa. I think, I think. Actually, sorry, I got a button there. I was at a function at IBM in the city in 2016. Wow. Really? And he said the, the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's He's nothing a cheeky new. bastard, it's isn't It's nothing he? new. No. Yeah, but this but, is. You know, I'm basically this, mate, so them after our World Cup back oh, and forth. I mean, this, this you is. You are detestable, mate. This is classic <laughs> Warriors. And, like, I like the Warriors, but, I mean, they, they, they. Do uh, They perform <laughs> like they did against the Dragons, and everyone yeah. goes, okay, this might be a new Warriors. And then, pardon my French, but they serve up this shit 
the next week. Mm. And it's like, as a fan, you you must just be pulling your hair out because there's not much left. To you you can see. You, I mean, you can see. <laughs> you can see there's talent there, and you can see that they can work towards something. And I mean, they completed forty five out of forty seven sets but the other day, like, and and then against the Panthers, they can't even put a point up. It's absolutely mm. atrocious. I think it's not you know anything new to say that there's a culture problem. And mm. the Warriors, and in all of Auckland sport, you could say the inclusion of Dan Carter yeah, to the Blues and Super Rugby ATROA can hopefully fix that for the Blues. Big but old there's still a big issue, correct? Mm. Uh, there's still a big issue when it comes to the New Zealand Warriors. And that's why I think, uh, who's our coach again? What's his name? Stephen, Stephen Kearney. Kearney, isn't it? Yeah. He was a water boy for the bloody Brisbane Broncos <laughs> six uh, years ago. Chief hydration officer. Well, I'm serious. Thank you that's, very much. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Mm. Just because he's that's a Kiwi. That's what he puts on his LinkedIn. <laughs> just <laughs> Chief, Chief hydration, hydration officer, officer for the Brisbane Broncos. Just because he's a Kiwi yeah. doesn't... Actually, he was a water boy for the Broncos, and yeah. I shit you not, CJ, mm. at the same time he was coaching the Kiwis. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. this, it's utterly ridiculous <laughs> that these yeah. this New Zealand oh Warriors team is uh, obsessed, yeah. Gusman, obsessed with hanging on to New Zealand talent when history has shown that's not going to win us the premiership. Mm. Yeah. Get rid of Kearney. He is not good enough you as know, a coach. Kearney, no, I'm yeah. you know, you know, it, it is ridiculous. You know a great coach coming Jeff through Tuvey. right now? Jeff Tuvey. Yeah, Jeff Tuvey would be great as well. He's exactly who I want. Jeff yeah, Tuvey, Jeff. hard as nails, yep. tough man. Another one coming through, Craig Fitzgibbon, former, uh, former Roosters, Roosters boy. boy. But he's, he's mm. been, see, yeah, I'm, I might be a little bit biased here, but he is the next thing coming through. He's been groomed by um, uh, Trent Robinson. We don't want to be groomed, all right. <laughs> He's been developed mm. by mm. Trent Robinson Look. at the Roosters in that system. You've seen what uh, Michael is Michael O'Brien, yeah, for the Knights has done so far. Mm. He they, they're undefeated right now. Yeah, and he he was at Melbourne and uh, under Bellamy, and then at the Roosters under Trent Robinson, and now he's at the Knights as his own coach, and he is doing wonders there. Mm. Um, I believe the same thing can happen with Craig Fitzgibbon. Because the guy, the guy's shown he can. No, I think, or or even Andrew Taylor. Sorry, mate. Mm. The well. Warriors they need a coach who's going to come in and say, guys, what we've seen in the past is shit. It's not acceptable. Turn around. Closing if, statements. No, I'm serious. If you don't, if you don't fix it up, then there's the door. Leave. Yeah, there actually is the door. Yeah, the door is there. That's yeah. hilarious. The metaphorical um, and no, the because I'm pretty sick of it. Door. I'm pretty sick of it. Even yeah. as a Warriors fan, you know mm. what? You you can learn to laugh at it, CJ. You can learn to laugh and I'm go. Why you cry? No, I'm serious. You can learn to laugh mm. and go, you know what? This is the team who every year is going to break my heart, but I love mm. them anyway. Yeah. I hate that I love them and I love to hate them. It's bittersweet. It's, it's bittersweet, bittersweet, CJ. But again, Kearney, it's not good enough. I don't, you know, all this stuff about we've given up so much, blah, blah, blah. That will be the excuse that rains out this year. Mm. Doesn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't carry. It shouldn't justify his position in the game when he's not good enough. Mm. Gusman, anyway. Boys, we can move on. Uh, St. George, of course, another team who's very, very poor. But anyway, yep. exactly. it's all for Rugby League. Closing Please. statement is Kearney out. Kearney, Kearney out. Kearney out. But By the end of the year? Yeah. I exactly. So. Well, let's see. But anyway, thank you very much to Toot Miller for having a chat with us. And thank you very much, Faithful, for mm. tuning in to episode 46. We're that close. We're yeah. that close. I see disgust on your face for some reason. <laughs> want, to talk, want to talk rugby? You want to talk rugby, mate? We're already half an hour in. Oh, no. just give, give me an extra, give me another three minutes, boys. Let's just chat about this because Vodafone Super Rugby AU mm. uh, has been confirmed. Schedule is out. 
Uh, don't actually do it. Don't actually do it. But boys, Foxtel, Rugby Australia, finally, boys, finally, guys, you rallied. You rallied, and Gusman, they got that broadcast deal that I've been longing for. That rugby, yep. that Australia, yep. Campbell yep. has been yep. longing for. And for they weeks. gave, yeah. And Fox Sports bought it for a, mm. a packet of chips and uh, and a pie. And look, I think two dollars <laughs> on the front. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two dollars. I think you can you can understand why though that it's such a short term deal because. Mm. Rugby Australia don't know what the future is for sport in this country, let's mm. be honest. Beyond this year, even. I mean, also, you don't know what rugby, like, if the Aotearoa no, no, and if that's the rugby exactly are you, what I mean. you don't know how long they're going to last, and honest, you don't know if we're going to go back to the norm. Or if this is the new norm, I know what you mean, but if even if we can see a, gl- a countrywide shoot shield, please. That's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, but basically, and then Fox Sports, they're not going to want to commit. Mm. Obviously, to something that they can't see, that yeah. they that they nah. don't know what's going to happen. Well, but you, boys, don't, you don't put all your cards on the table when you don't know what's nah. there. Nah. Yeah. But boys, this is very exciting. Of course, it kicks off July third with mm. the Reds of all teams hosting the Waratahs. A bit of Ooh, origin rivalry. See, that's what people want to see. It that's, is, mate. Yeah. You can build that up, and I get tribal with it, boys. You know, when when they start taking on New Zealand sides as well, keep it to Australia, New Zealand. I really think they can do do something. Yeah, I don't think they can, to be honest. I think <laughs> we'll see what happens. No, oh, nobody's know, nobody's going to care because at the end of the day, you know, we still the schedule came out yesterday on Wednesday, I think it was, and mm. we haven't seen anything about this is state against state. Mm. No, this they is really should. This is rugby now. No. You know? We don't need anyone else. We're not we seeing need any iconic monologues on a field before the game's played. <laughs> yeah, you know, they need a Phil Gould. Origin. <laughs> it, it, no. History. Brothers. Where boys become men. And men become legends. Where neighbours become best friends. Maybe not. Cattle dog. State against state. Mate against mate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Teammate against teammate. No, but boys, it's utterly uh, ridiculous. Again, I've used that phrase so many times this episode already, but the fact that they aren't... You know, at the forefront of advertising this. You know, we need to see the state hatred. We need a bit of moolah pumped into it. Mm. But we do. But anyway, but we, it's yeah. it's good to see that off the ground. Of course, Super Rugby ATRO also kicking off this weekend, which I'm personally very keen for. Mm. But CJ, it's been done. Oh, he's ahead of schedule, boys. Oh, no. oh look at that. Schedule. I deliver. He I delivers. Deliver. He, call you the postman, mate. <laughs> Always deliver. Um, but yes, as I was saying before, thank you very much to the faithful for tuning in. Episode 46, we're coming yeah. up on that yearly mark, so more exciting stuff, more exciting Ooh. interviews coming forward. Um, let us know what you want to hear from us, and you know where you can uh, let us know that? Gus, where can they let us know that? Instagram at underscore beyond the sidelines, underscore Facebook, and uh, just give me a ring, you know, anytime. Uh, if you want to just uh, his check number out. is getting quite lonely. His number yeah. is zero four. Da 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 da. Call at two a.m. Brian, Brian, where are you? Brian. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was like yeah. Pavel, mate. It's three a.m. <laughs> what are you doing? Angus from suburb. I'm not going to name. This is Angus from that suburb that starts with a B. Brisbane, Brisbane. No, but thank you very much, faithful, and we'll see you next week. Enjoy footy.